coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Old School brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Apply now at sandhillsjobs.com. We are in full effect. I think we have Strick online with DP. We're doing uh, straight up a lot of internet things here, right? We're, we are maxing out all of our capabilities on a Friday <clears throat> mid-morning, streamed in DP, <laughs> me and me and Rico in studio, and Strick on the line. Strick, you here? I am here, my guy. I'm hey, here. DP just said he. he I appreciate y'all letting me in. I appreciate y'all letting me in. This is the this is the show to be on right here. St- Strick, we ain't never had to let you in because you always got the you got the front door key and the back door access, so you always in there. You in I like mean, Flynn, man? You hey, you, you you know what I'm saying you you down like four flat tires, man. Well, uh, you know it's so it's so good. I had to come on in town and 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 spend some time in Lincoln. Hey. So I, I'll be in town for a few days for a little event for our company at Cherie Road Sports. We're doing a little event, you know, trying to raise the bar for some of these kids out here. Hey, well, some, uh, don't just tease, don't just tease it, Strick. Tell, let us know what's up. What you doing in town? Is he there? I'm sorry, DP. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I said, don't don't just tease the tease the listeners. What are you doing in town? Oh, so uh, CerebroSports.com, uh, our company, is um, is partnered with uh, a group in the AAU circuit. So we're just basically providing profiles to a lot of those kids, giving those kids an, uh, uh, the chance to be able to see and evaluate and observe how they compare, measure up. Uh, what other universities, what colleges are seeing uh, on them as well, and, and just help, helping to make them better by taking a look at their numbers. Uh, things that say they haven't had a chance to see before, uh, in-depth analytics. So we basically give them uh, an opportunity to look deeper than, before, than beyond the eye, eye test of what a lot of coaches are seeing so that they can evaluate their games from a deeper level. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's, what, that's definitely needed. And, you're, and where's this going to be held at? Well, I'm, I got the schedule. I'm on my way. It's at the hotel, so I, I haven't had a chance to see exactly where that location is, but I'll probably share it on the block a little bit later once I get it. All right, that sounds good. It'll be going on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it won't be today. So I'm kind of off today. I'm kind of free. I might go smoke me a cigar and have me a glass of wine. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. I hear you. All right, you start the weekend, right? <laughs> but, hey, uh, Strick, um, DPT's the Final Four uh, you know, going into the, the at the bottom of the hour. Now we're at the top of the hour. Um, give give everybody three or four things that you're going to look look to see. Um, let's say in particular that Duke North Carolina game that's going to let you know which team is going to you know most likely come out with the victory. Well, for for me, it's definitely some revenge factor. 
with that game. You have Duke, who is absolutely embarrassed at Cameron Indoor Stadium uh, to finish out the season when they really wanted to send Coach K out on a good note. In the same light, they had embarrassed North Carolina before that, so it was a little bit of rivalry. Um, you know, they saved their coaches, coaches' situation with Hubert Davis. Um, so, to me, I think Krzyzewski is one of the best coaches of all time. There's no question. It's probably the GOAT now at this point. But at the end of the day, the key points is going to be looking at Benchero and also looking at Manic. And the Manic pickup from Oklahoma was tremendous for them. So I think it's going to depend. You know what you're going to get from Baycott. You know what you're going to get from their guards. But, you know, Love and those, that crew – it depends on how, how well they play as well because there, there's a lot of inconsistencies with them. But I think the key component is, is, is um, Manic and, and how well he plays that in, that, in that matchup. And what do you, when you're looking at him, maybe from even a, a higher-level college player or potentially next level, what do you think Manic brings or what is, it, what is his skill set that's going to – what does he do skill-wise that's going to be such a big deal to have a big effect in this game? You know what I mean? Like, what does he do or what he doesn't do, but more likely how is he going to affect the game with his skill set? Well, he he's kind of Lambeerish, right? Right. He's going to do a lot of dirty stuff and a lot of dirty work and bang on the inside. He's not like a tremendous leaper, but what he does do that's significant is he stretches the floor. He is a stretch He's a good guy, and if you don't get to him, he will bring your eyes out. So, so that's where he's going to be a, a tough, um, a tough go. Is that he is been in constant motion. He's going to be a slow flow guy, and he's going to flow into. To, if he's hitting and he's and he's shooting well, um, it's going to be tough. They let they let Baycock do what he does on the inside. But Manic is that stretch guy that, that gives you trouble because of their guard play is so good that you find yourself retreating into the paint as you should defensively, and then you find a guy like Manic out there wide open on, on a lot of occasions. And if he's knocking down shots, it's going to be a, a lot of trouble for uh, Duke. Mm. Let me ask, it, it, when, you, when you're talking about the, the, the schematics of the game, and then there's the emotional side of it, and that these folks are neighbors, these folks are, are, are true rivals. Like, these are natural-born rivals right down the road from each other, playing on the biggest stage they can play in. But it does have a little bit of nostalgia to it, and there's some legacy that'll be in place. This is an opportunity for Hubert Davis to step up and be a part of what uh, Brown and, 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 and Dean Smith were, 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 were building. It's also the end game for, for Coach Krzyzewski. In the end of this thing, if North Carolina gets a win, what does this do for Hubert Davis? Yo, this, this emerges Hubert Davis to a whole nother level because literally they were calling for his head down there in North Carolina, Blue Blood Country. And, mm-hmm. and him being my former teammate, I know how hard he works. I know the hours he put in. It, it, and, and, and for me – I know there's translation for what he did on the basketball court because there's many a night that I stayed after and worked with him. So I know he's, he's breaking down film. He's understanding what they did in their previous games. He's understanding what they did in the game where they won in Cameron Indoor Stadium. He's understanding 
that he needs to throw a few nuanced plays in there, different changes, throw some wrinkles in there uh, to, to throw because he knows Krzyzewski's going to be on point and he's not going to let him slip by. So I think it's going to take him to another level um, as far as his, his coaching ability. Now, he's got to also duplicate that. Otherwise, he ends up being like Kevin Ali, right? Has uh. a great run, wins a championship, and then he ends up being like Kevin Ali. So he, I think he also understands that point that he's got to have follow-up. He may lose uh, some players. He may lose a couple of them guards. Maybe one of them guards he may lose. Baycock may break. You know, so he's got to understand he's got to re- replenish what, what may be lost also. So winning this game would do a tremendous thing for him. But even losing it, he will be okay as long as he can duplicate it. Mm. Do, do you view North Carolina and his tenure maybe as, like, the equivalent of coaching football in the SEC at, say, like Tennessee or Florida where um, they're – you know, think they're a blue blood. They are a blue blood, but they, they pull the trigger or could pull the trigger on a coach or coaches after Roy Williams. Kind of like, you know, remember they had Doherty there before, and he's a former player, and it didn't work out, but they pulled the trigger, and then they hit on Roy Williams. If Hubert Davis doesn't double down on it, say, like in the next two seasons, do you view them to keep on, you know, maybe finding new coaches, or do you think they'll ride out with him for a while? I think I think Huber would get some leeway. I think this helped him a little bit, unless he just totally falls off the tracks. If if he finds himself in the top four of the ACC regularly, I think he can be okay. He can extend his tenure a little bit. Um, obviously, you know he'll win. You know win win one or be on the verge of breaking through. You know maybe lose in the semis or lose in the finals. Get to the final eight. He can extend his tenure. But I understand exactly where you're going, Jay, because um, he he don't have a long rope. I mean, he yeah. if he comes in and throws a a 16 and 10, you know, type season, and then uh, maybe a, a a 20 and 11, but don't you know losing the first round, then he's going to start putting himself on the chopping block. Right. So I, I think that could be the case. Strick, you talked about Hubert as a, as a teammate, and. Like I said, my 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 run with Hubert goes all the way back to him in high school in Northern Virginia, um, and and again being ultimately disappointed because I thought he'd be the the league's best wide receiver, uh, instead he chose basketball. But the unknown part of it, or the part that isn't talked about enough, he comes from a family. I mean, look, that's the that's the nephew of the, of the Greyhound. That's Walter Davis's ne- nephew. Right. Like that's deep. That's deep Tar Heel legacy. That's how blue blood Hubert Davis is in this thing. Yeah, they folks didn't wasn't sure he was going to be the right guy to coach, but he is. When you tell the story in North Carolina basketball, he's as much a part of this thing. I mean, him and his uncle both came in and did that thing in North Carolina. I think it's a great opportunity for North Carolina. Um, quite frankly, um, if you well, had you saw to, the emotion, DP. You saw you. He meant that when they won that right? game. And you saw the humility because he really wanted to turn the focus not to him but to his players because he realized what they did. That's really him. He is an authentic, genuine dude. And to, for players to see that emotion, that shows he cares, right? Yeah. He genuinely yeah. cares about those young men. And that's going to go a long way because the, those young men that were watching that game saw not only what they did, 
but they saw the emotion of the coach and how it was not about him. It was about what those young men did on that court. He really tried to turn the focus to them. And he cried. He was literally crying. He teared up because he wants it that much. Not for himself, but for them. Who, who ends up, I mean, Coach K, you know, aside from John Wooden, or, 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 or the names you want to throw at the top, you got to throw Dean Smith in for what he did uh, while he was in North Carolina. Jay Wright is at the top of the uh, of the mountain right now. Um, but are we being disrespectful to self? I mean, look, this is <laughs> you got four coaches, one of them isn't being talked about. That seems a little strange to me. Yeah, I think I think self is a tremendous coach. I think what got him into trouble in a few years is having the quality of teams that he had and has and gets bounced out in the first round no more than the second round for those yeah. years. And then yeah. and then he doesn't really get to the big game as much. He's gotten there. He's won. But to have the type and the quality of team that he has and to continuously come up short, I think it puts a mark and in, 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 in a little mire on him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that's where that comes from. It's 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 like it's like I said it's like I said about Bryce, right? And, and I'm only speaking that it's not to slight the young man. I love I love what what he's doing and the opportunities that are before him. But it's what I said. Think of now all of the players that are playing deep into the playoffs that is just like Bryce. And in that game, most of, in the NCAA game, just like in the in, I said on the block, just like in the in in, in NBA. You're only as good as your last game. Austin Crozier, who was an absolute, for me, I thought he was horrible. You know, I, I, mean, I played with him. I just thought he was average. But because of the series he had in the Lakers playoff run when they won. Yeah, that's true. It got him almost $90 million. Or 70 or, 70 or, not, or $80 million. Something like that. It was crazy. And I said, Wow. So in the same manner, guys like Vancero, other guys that that weren't on the radar, right? They were there, but they really weren't on the radar. Now their stock has risen because of what's going on in the NCAA tournament. So many guys. Uh, uh, McGusty, who had a phenomenal run. So when you see that, you say, Okay, Bryce, I like you, unless you just absolutely do something beyond measure in your in your pro days with the with the pro with the with the with the coaches, with the teams. You're just like anybody else. They're gonna remember what that kid just did at the top level, at the highest competition, against the best of the best. That's how they're gonna view it. So yeah. in the same light we're here, that's how they think of self. You know what I mean? They kind of they see Jay Wright getting there, and they're they're kind of they're kind of halfway doing that with Few. Like Few himself are kind of starting to fall in the same boat right now. So it's, it's good. That's just my I think the weekend plays out. Yeah, I think the weekend plays it out. Um, we'll have some great stories Sunday morning, Tuesday morning. We're gonna have some great stories because this will change the landscape of college basketball, and it needs to. We'll throw the break now. We'll come back. Um, I want to jump to the women's side. Uh, Because that Final Four is a smoke show as well. Uh, Appreciate it, Strick. 
Yeah, man. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate y'all, man. You know, I got love for y'all, man. I appreciate everything y'all do. Come hang out with us on the block sometime, too, God dang it. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, we sir. got you, man. Yes, sir. All right, bro. We'll be right back here. All right, y'all take care. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. In our future of cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud survey.